Hello and welcome back to Privet Tech, a podcast where two girls from different backgrounds come together to unveil the reality of modern society. I'm Loveline. And I'm Shivangana. Today, we're going to continue talking about something we did in the first episode for this month, which is toxicity of parenting. Now, I know you guys are huge, huge fans of the parent eligibility test. But no, this episode is not about that. I know we got a lot of requests about that. But unfortunately, that genius is only going to be there for that episode. So just watch that again if you loved it so much. We're not going to expand on it. Today, we're actually going to talk about um, something, you know, like we're going to look at uh, parenting types. And with Lavinia and I both are try- going to try to point out, you know, what we feel uh, is wrong with the parenting types. So, yeah. Lavinia? Yeah, um, I think you've, very well articulated the entire thing and summarized it so i don't want to waste time adding on to that but i'll just Dupre. say that <laughs> no i'll just say that so look um we're not psychologists let's just get that out of the table and yes. we're just two 20 year olds who have an opinion and we're going to share that with you guys and it's just driven it's, it's driven by experiences, all right? So we're just going to talk about that. So like, don't don't uh, come at us. Don't take our word for, uh, don't quote us. <laughs> don't quote us that, hey, lovely Shivang yourself, this is not going to work. It's not going to work according to us. And there might be other opinions, which we are open to hearing in the comment session, section. So go ahead and do that. Come at us and tell us, hey, you're wrong in the comment section. Let's do that. I, I think everybody hates us anyway, so open. Yeah, yeah. Shivangi, take it right away. Yeah. So without much ado, we're going, I'm just going to share my screen. Uh, we've actually derived this uh, figure. I'm going to present a figure. But it's an article by CNBC, which we link in our description. And I'm just going to share the diagram we have for the four, you know, type of... Parenting styles. Parenting styles. I'm so sorry, guys. Look at us completing each other's sentences. Oh, my God. Bestie goals. Okay. So now that we have fixed the whole uh, presenting fiasco, we're here. And we have the four major parenting styles um seen on our screen and we will be referring to that and just giving our opinion on whether or not we think it's toxic or you know what we feel about these parenting styles okay so we will just begin with the permissive one and because our uh, and for all our listeners who are not viewing us who are just listening to us i'll just read what it says as well uh basically the permissive parenting style is child driven it rarely gives or enforces rules and it overindulges the child to avoid conflict that's what it is so shivangi what uh, maybe you want to begin by expressing what you feel about this particular parenting style yeah um so maybe if i answered this like 10 years ago i would think oh wow this parenting style is perfect because on paper, it looks good, right? It's child-driven. That's what parenting is supposed to be about. And that's what Lavina and I were talking about in our previous episode, Toxicity of Parenthood, that it should be child-driven and not really for your own selfish interest. 
So on paper, it should work out, and on paper, this should be an excellent parenting style. However, the fact that um, there are no um, rules, there are rarely you know rules in the parenting uh, sphere in their household, which is very opposite to what happens in real life. You have rules, not just like some, not just rules such as how at what time you have to report to like office or school, but even such rules such as you can't drive over a particular speed limit. Or you can't kill people, like or you can't rob people. These are like whatever uh, manifest. Laws. How, yeah, however they could be manifested. We have like laws. We have rules. We have norms. But when in this household a child is grown up, thinking there are no rules, I'll just do anything, and my parents are going to reward me. I think it creates some sort of narcissism, you know, and like it morphs with just perfectionism at times because uh. It's very difficult to adjust in real life if this is the kind of upbringing that you have been, you know, brought up with. That's just what I think. And but again, we're twenty year olds. What do we really know about <laughs> parenting? We're not pseudo psychologists at all. We're just giving our point of view. Lavin, what do you yeah. think? Do you think permissive works? Because I, I don't think. So. I I don't think it does because, like you were saying, I definitely agree that. they'll have problems adjusting in real life and it's not just laws and rules that are <clears throat> excuse me officially in place there are also rules that are just unsaid rules that are driven to uh, make sure that society functions in an orderly fashion right and i think other than perfectionism and uh, just i feel like this child is going to have major self confidence issues because uh, not only will they have a negative reaction to criticism but they'll also not understand uh, how to rely on themselves right because you see if a child is overindulged and uh, they have avoided they have not seen conflict as a child it's going to be become very difficult for them to not feel to to come in terms with the reality that they are not the center of everything so i think this sort of becomes toxic in that way where it's not uh giving the child the opportunity to reach their full potential and it's sort of safeguarding them to a level where it it's just it's stunting their growth to an extent yeah. like emotional nutrition nahi mila yeah and i i can't see a child like that grow up in such an environment you know to have a very positive reaction to criticism like you've said like i don't think in criticism is all you get when you become an adult right like we know it we've been adult for 2 years and man would i kill to hear a compliment <laughs> like but really it's just criticism is all you hear this even if you think you you've done the best there are going to be 10 people who will provide better ways to do it so there are different kind of criticism the different kinds of criticism right but it's very important for self growth and it is really really stunting your growth if you know a child is not criticized constructively yeah so, That's what I thought. I mean, I don't think there's 
much to say about permissive? Do you have something else to say, or should we like just move to authoritative? Let's move to authoritative. I think this is a wrap for permissive. Doesn't right. make sense dwelling on this. Amazing. So, um, again, for our listeners and not our viewers, the authoritative parenting style is actually a parenting style that uh, aims to solve problems together with the child. As opposed to permissive, where there were rarely any rules, authoritative parents set clear rules and expectations. There's also open communication and uh, natural consequences. So, I mean, sort of feels very opposite to permissive, but what do you think about authoritative? Okay. I really like the idea of involving the child in the problem solving aspect and, you know, having open communication and um, setting rules also. And I am like a whole person for rules. Like I genuinely believe that some sort of discipline in life is very necessary. Uh, But however, I feel like if there are too many rules and there are too many set expectations, I feel like the child is always going to be driven to... uh, driven to become an overachiever of sorts that they're constantly going to be thinking that there is a supposed way that they're going to that they need to be in order to be rewarded and what's going to happen is they're going to lose a little of who they actually are or they're not going to be able to develop their own self-image And they're going to just become copies of their parents until one day they realize that, hey, this is not how I can function. And then they rebel, right? And that's just going to be very conflicting for their parents as well, because suddenly they're going to be met with a child or like a pseudo child or an almost adult who is now realizing who they really are. And the parents are just wondering that, hey, what? What is going on? Uh, this is not the person I was raising, right? Because they're so used. I think they, these people are going to like turn into major people pleasers as well. Uh, because from ch- like as they're born from their childhood, they're, they're sort of conditioned to become a person or they're conditioned to say, uh, to follow rules, to follow expectations, to follow through basically. So yeah, that's majorly what I think. What would you say, Shivangi? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't think it's anything like that. I don't think there's anything wrong with authoritative because um, it doesn't really mean that uh, the expectations are, you know, strict. When they're talking about setting clear rules, uh, rules and expectations, I think it also will only result once you have an open communication with the child. So I think it's very unlikely if open communication follows setting clear boundaries, rules and expectations because the child is communicating what they really want. And if that kind of uh, if that kind of behavior is implemented at a very young age for anybody, then the child is much more likely to model that behavior in any conflict-driven situation that they come across later in their life. And I think Open communication is always the best way to solve any problem. So they've aced that thing. And apart from conflict, there's nothing else in life. There's no other battle except conflict. So if that child has learned how to communicate openly and not uh, communicate in anger or communicate in emotions, then I think that child is 
just the perfect perfect prototype <laughs> of the perfect child that's what it is but again like my my it's not an issue but i find it very difficult for um to see five year olds okay for example communicate openly about what they want because children think uh i feel children think very single minded perspective right like um i'm yeah. not i'm not sure if children can introspect that much ki yeah this is what i really wanted but i was saying all of that i mean that's just the children i've uh seen around but also none of them have had good parenting styles so i'm not sure if children can communicate that well yeah but i as opposed to that i do think that definitely children have very single minded thought processes they're very single minded but that is because they haven't been exposed to everything like if you're talking about a 5 year old what does a 5 year old what does a 5 year old know anyway about what else it is i think they are limited to their needs so if they can communicate that i'm for example five year olds will throw tantrums for no reason at all right and sometimes you might wonder what it is and then you're just trying to solve it but then if a five year old can communicate that uh, instead of throwing a tantrum they can communicate that hey this is what i need and i think a lot of it is revolves around their needs and their wants and a lot of it is not as multi layered as multi layered as somebody who's grown into an adult is they it's very basic level things right so i think it starts with there it starts there if they can communicate that hey today i want to have ice cream because i just feel like having ice cream instead of crying about like and making fuss and making a fuss about what they've given to be eaten given to be eaten yeah so i think that uh but yeah Uh, also i do i do understand where you're coming from when you talk i didn't want to interrupt you earlier but when earlier you were talking about how set rules and expectations work well if and i think it will work well only if there is open communication but at times a lot of parenting revolves around setting rules and expectations but the child feels so guilty and they feel so much in need of uh meeting those expectations that they forget to openly communicate about their necessities so i think that's where a problem can lie uh but yes everything else makes sense and yeah i just hope and i mean i think we spoke a little less about the solving problems together with the child aspect but if you think about it even though this feels really great in theory but if you think it think of it in terms of like not just the child's problems but if this involves the parents issues as well then it becomes sort of like a burden on the child as well and the child who is like supposed to be just having a light life for now because conflict is waiting man there is a lot of time where you're going to be dealing with a lot of stuff so why do you do you think it's like appropriate to involve them into all of this at a younger age where it possibly isn't their duty to be involved sure when it comes to the child's own needs it makes sense that hey okay you've met with a problem let's sit together and decide but then if it's problems other than that 
even if it's just sharing the problem with your child, I feel like it burdens the child a little more because then the child is thinking about it. For example, if a child realizes they have financial issues, they don't realize the, um, what's the thing, I, the gravity of the issue. But then they're still, it's working in the back of their mind. The subconscious is still thinking about it. So I was just a little skeptical about that because in theory, it sounds great. But to what extent? Yeah, so about um, the first thing where you were talking about the child having very single-minded perspectives and being able to communicate it. Um, for generic, you know, kind of scenarios such as I want ice cream, I think that applies because they just want ice cream. It's a very generic scenario. But when you take into something, when we take into account something like child sexual abuse, which is very, very rampant, I mean, you talk to any adult and they'll tell you we've been sexually, um, you know, abused slash assaulted slash molested when we were uh, young. And uh, sometimes they might not even be four or five years old. They might be one or two years old. And it's a very rampant thing. Almost every adult you meet has gone through it when you were a child. So when you look at those perspectives, you realize a child does lead a very multi-layered kind of... Um, thought process because most of the time these victims are people that you know the family knows because why would the family like allow a child somebody to be around a child uh you know if they wouldn't know these are one year olds they're always at home so these are people visiting so in those aspects i think having open communication is very difficult because children's brains are not formed enough to um you know actually absorb quite literally what needs to be done and how to deal with a situation like this or whether, uh, you know, this situation is something that should be communicated or not because it's really just about bad touch, good touch, which comes very late in a child's life. Like at one, nobody's telling them this is that, this is good. So for in perspectives like that, I feel it's very difficult to have open communication because I don't think children have the vocabulary or the thought process to really articulate what they're feeling and what went down and whether it was good or bad. So that entire thing can really mess them up for life. And uh, about your second thing, where you were talking about, uh, you're talking about solving problems together. So I was thinking about this. Um, I think my same idea applies here that I don't think children have the, um, how do I say it, perspective to actually, uh, think about solutions in terms of real life solutions. Like their perception of justice is Spider-Man is going to come and it, they are going to rescue. Their perception is very hero slash villain based. They are not aware of like the gray areas in life where the hero is also the villain and the villain is also the hero. So like different people, very subjective roles people as human life. So they are not aware of that. So for to sit with them and solve problems, and talk about real life based solutions that are very different from what they think solutions are because it's a pop culture that they've grown up with. So I think it's very, very, um, I think you're giving birth to an adult. Like you will just give birth to an adult and not a child. And I don't know, like I think children do not have the vocabulary to, you know, just uh, excel when it comes to an authoritative parenting style. That's what I feel. Oh, yeah, yeah uh, but well, that does make sense that they don't have the vocabulary for it. And there are times where 
things are beyond their understanding right but i still feel like uh, a child learns to a child grows in the environment that they are exposed to and they they adapt to it children do adapt to it i think we give them very little credit of adaptation uh, and adjustment i think we give children very little credit as relation to that um but yes we need to also understand that when we usually think about parenting we are looking at it in terms of you know five year olds and you know possibly till the extent of primary school but do you realize that it's teenage as well it's a good amount of your teenage that is affected by parenting right and i think for a teenager an authoritative or an authoritative mode of parenting would possibly work because they it's the base it's sort of like the foundation to their adulthood right so yes that is something that would do but yeah i think i am done and i would like to like uh do you have anything else you want to add for authoritative or we can move to neglect for that no i think that's authoritative i can't imagine a child being parented with authoritative again with teenager <laughs> could work but also like um again a teenager has been exposed to a certain parenting style when they were a kid so for them to suddenly adopt an authoritative could lead to a lot of trust issues and a lot of um ambiguity from the child that could also happen But yeah, I mean, like, I'm. This is just hypothetical, obviously. Yeah. There's no simulation where I can test these theories. So I think it's better just better to just move to like the next parenting style. Is that fine? With yeah. You? Yeah. I wish there was a simulation where we could like test all of it and be like, I know. Let's see it. which child is the most ruined and the least yeah. ruined. I love when data helps prove like my inner hypothesis. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next parenting style is neglectful, and again for our listeners, uh, neglect the parenting style. Neglectful revolves around uh, the parent being uninvolved or absent, and it provides little nurturance or guidance. It's indifferent to it's being indifferent to the child's social, emotional, and behavioral needs. Okay. Um let me just begin by saying that I think this is absolute bollocks and this is never going to work. This is just the creation of trauma. But yes, yeah, Shivangi, please go ahead and all um you know, grace this place with the insight you have on this which is much more than hey, trauma. I mean, what do I point that's not wrong here? Please tell me that everything is wrong here. But if I just had to articulate for the sake of the podcast and for our listeners, I think I can make I can give a head start, and then you can pick up, you know, from there. So, uh, yeah, try articulating. This is so difficult. Everything is wrong here. I can't I can't articulate only. But yeah, if I had to start somewhere, I think it's very very obvious. the fact that uh, you know they're uninvolved and absent i think um, it's really really uh, well placed that they're right below permissive because permissive also had one of these effects and which was the lack of uh, self confidence i think when parents are absent uninvolved and providing very little nurturance and more importantly guidance 
I think we forget that parents are our. I think parents forget that parents are our uh, telescope to the world. Really. We're very. I mean, no. I mean, even when we're twenty year olds, if there is an issue that you know we're not aware of, we will go to our parents because they've lived long. So they're supposed to be the beacon of guidance. They're supposed to be. Uh, they're supposed to filter all the. Rubbish that's in the world and tell us what's really happening. They're supposed to tell us what life is like. When a parent doesn't do that, and when a parent is not guiding and nurturing and not being present in what the child's life is, it's very easily going to lead to a lack of self confidence. And I'm afraid it might manifest to just feelings of you know um, loneliness and isolation as an entire. a cliche of i am alone which is no longer really a cliche because a child really might be alone this is nobody you know who would understand that i mean that's just what i feel I, it could manifest into something worse as well like i i can't think right now but i i think this is just the worst of the worst lot like there's nothing uh, i mean like i've been said this is a recipe of trauma this is just like you given birth to a baby for the sole purpose of like displacing your trauma on that one. i mean that's just what i think will be like what do you think that's so wrong about neglectful parenting like i started i think everything is wrong about it it's the recipe for trauma this is not going to lead to any good all right i can't even try to find something great and be like hey you know in certain circumstances it might work i can't do it and if one of our listeners or viewers can then like just drop us a comment and uh, that would be great right in fact if we have somebody of better expertise who could prove why neglectful works then that would be great uh but just to add on to what you were saying and to break this in a i don't know another fashion i really agree when you say that people, children do look up to their parents or even if it's not looking up even if they are bad parents children do uh look towards their parents for help and guidance and if that's not provided then it's almost as if they're looking for treasure without a map they don't know what to do it's a very it's a space where and uh, because you were mentioning the fact about like lack of self confidence um it's also the whole idea of and the idea of you know feeling alone feeling lonely feeling alone feeling there's nobody for them no support blah 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 it also is driven so much by uh feeling like nobody cares and trust issues as well because the idea that hey what there is a my parent did make a choice of being absent and my parent did make a choice of choosing something else over me and if it is repetitive and these actions are repetitive then they do tend to feel like hey maybe i am not worth it right maybe i'm not worth being chosen and uh, that and i can only imagine how much that might hurt So yeah, I don't think I want to dwell dwell a lot more on neglectful. It's pretty sad. So, and we don't have a lot to say about it other than it is just straight up just the recipe for 
a really really bad adult it's like you chose to let evil out into the world it's that so yes let's move forward to authoritarian all right uh, i'll just explain authoritarian like we have in the other ones um authoritarian uh, the parenting style of authoritarian is basically parent driven as opposed to permissive which is child driven all right and it sets rules strict rules and punishment uh, one way communication it's involves it involves one way communication with little consideration of social child social emotional and behavioral needs so yes it's almost like it's taking one negative aspect from everything and it's like here if you thought neglectful was bad oh, oh, oh. look at authoritarian because yeah. at least neglectful is just like i'm not there at all but authoritarian is like i'm there and i will watch you go down <laughs> it's like, uh, anyway she that was like i don't know that was like my one sentence thing for authoritarian so chawangi what do you have to say about this very messed up parenting style yeah i think that was aptly described like authoritarian is <laughs> i am there and i will ruin your life like it's quite literally um it's a very 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 present and public declaration that um i exist to ruin your life it's, it's just i mean these parents are don't are not scared of anything like neglectful and yeah have their their satan's little demons oh yeah, yeah. is literally satan's spawn and uh, mm. yeah anyways away from the jokes let's i think there's a lot to pack up pack unpack here there's a lot to unpack here uh, yeah. and uh, but i think the first thing it's very obvious right because i mean i think there's an issue i always look at parenting as you know a children's kind of thing but like you pointed out it's also very very important to have a good parenting style when you're parenting a teenager or uh so what happens is that uh, yeah uh, absolutely shivangi uh, uh, you were uh, me- yeah, yeah. yeah sorry sorry i was just thinking of the word so um what right. happens is that uh, i think authoritarian parenting styles really enforce um fear in child because when you look at the fact that they have set very strict rules and punishment and it all you also talk about how there is very little consideration about um you know the child's social emotional and uh, behavioral needs you realize that a child might end up feeling like how we felt in like neglectful style where uh, the child is feeling very isolated and lonely but uh, here they are more likely to feel scared and it's i think it's a notch further than feeling they're alone in the world the notch further because uh it will it will make the child feel that um, there's no support or understanding which is much worse than like not being present uh, in your life because it leaves the child can use excuses as a coping mechanism it can think okay they have that going on so they're not here but authoritarian like they're present in front of you and they're telling you we don't care about what you need or what you think you want we just want to do things our way so i mean 
yeah i think perceptions of a child are always going to be negative and it's going to be very difficult to parent a teenager that has grown up with authoritarian kind of parenting styles because they might either rebel or they might just shut down entirely like those are the only two ways i can see this you know happening so yeah that's just what i thought yeah would... hmm yeah um when i look at uh, the term parent driven i i do i do want to sympathize and understand and try to understand that you know that hey parents are humans too and uh, their whole life does not have to revolve around their child but i can't help but think that they chose to have a child and if you are bringing a mini human into this world for whatever reason even though the world doesn't absolutely need it if you choose to do that then might as well take care of it right might as well just ensure that hey this human is not wanting to kill itself every breathing moment mm-hmm. and uh, i think parent driven becomes a little selfish i think there needs to be a balance that like in permissive it might get very uh, suffocating for the parent but in authoritarian it might get very suffocating for the child which is why there needs to be like a good balance which says that hey you do have your life and we are dedicated to that but there is our life as well so the parent does get a child chance to like move from the child to looking at their needs as well but anyway setting strict rules and punishment i i really like the choice of words here because uh we've been using the word reward a lot and uh, the fact that this uses the word punishment instead of reward uh it clearly shows where it is headed and again if there is no consideration or little consideration about the child's social emotional and behavioral needs then i think it's just like again a recipe for uh, emotional constipation <laughs> it's not going to work out uh because this child is going to grow up without being able to articulate their emotions at all and they're always going to feel like their parents and it might make them uh like on the surface level they might glorify their parents but beneath it all they might think that their parents have like genuinely ruined them and they're not going to be able to again articulate it because the parenting style did not allow for that open communication and i think this will seep into a lot of their adulthood as well where in other relationships i think i think the way your relationship is with your parents starts seep into your relationship with other humans as well so a lot of that matters and again there is like always this perception of me against the parents or the parents not as nurturing forces but as authoritarian and enforcing forces as like a you can feel like a certain hierarchy play and it's very for it seems formal to an extent right so i think that for parents who parenthood i feel it's supposed to be nurturing i feel like that's the basic basis and foundation of parenthood so yeah i don't see this working out and i feel this is very very toxic yeah um <clears throat> to just add on like this i want to add one small point because i think i've covered everything the only thing i can see uh, another thing i can just see you know uh, manifesting into their adult life is uh, 
you know the this guilt that would always be associated with choosing for themselves and being selfish they will always because of the entire dynamic that where they feel okay my parents at least give me food on the table even though they are even though you know they don't give me any freedom or whatever but it does lead to a very very strong strong uh this build up of guilt every time you try to put yourself over you know the parent and how the parents perspective so i think it's going to it's going to be a very toxic pattern and it, it is going to affect the child's professional relationships as well as well as personal relationship relationships that like i don't see like how how many hours of therapy could like undo everything that has happened because of this lifestyle but yeah, therapy I technically think, doesn't undo anything i mean it just helps you I've accept it i have no idea yeah. i wouldn't know but no, uh, no but it works on habit unknown what do you call uh it helps you lose habits there's a whole branch of therapy for hmm. so yeah. behavioral therapy i'm not sure they reward you with something i don't remember 12th grade psychology and my entire motive was to not look like a pseudo psychologist and so now i'm quoting my psychology textbook uh, ncrt textbook we've gone into full circle but yeah i think i think it's very obvious authoritarian is like the big bad wolf okay of parenting styles it's just worst and i don't think we can talk on and on about it we can point out every single mugen theory that's wrong with this thing but it's going to take another episode to do that so for the sake of your ears and our fingers because we have to edit this entire episode we'll just um yeah i think we should just like wrap it up right now i think yeah. let's just we've summarized it well enough so yeah yeah i i just want sharing. yeah while you do that i just want to say i just want to add one last thing is that i don't think any of these parenting styles are the recipe for the perfect child it has to be a permutation and combination of all of these at different stages of life at different ways and i think humans are very complex to like i wish they weren't and we could just move in a certain structure where we knew that hey this is what goes in to making but unfortunately unfortunately that isn't happening so yes that were my last few words yeah that's all and again guys just a reminder before we um, you know thank you guys for listening and everything uh, these are just notes and observations from two 20 year olds who have seen that parenting around them forever for eternity okay this is a conversation that we and i have had often so it obviously comes from a level of um, experience but secondary experience of course but at the end of the day we're not saying that everybody who has grown up with a parenting style like that would have the same effects as what we had i just put this up again because we're at the end of the episode if you've grown up with a parenting style and you're not you do not need amount of therapy kudos to you these were just our projections so that's all uh, we wanted to talk about that's all i wanted to say this okay so yeah. kudos to you if you had a great time but let's wrap it up to those who stuck till the end thank you so much for listening to privilege check podcast if you like this episode then please leave a review on apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast 
Don't forget to follow us on our socials that's Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter at Privichek that's P-R-I-V-I-L-E-G-E-C-H-K If you're listening to this on YouTube don't forget to click the subscribe button and the like button and maybe leave a comment uh, and don't forget to share it with people who you think would um, just need to hear this maybe parents maybe not parents let's see how that works out um, but yes Yes, to an enlightened life.